Chapter Four of the Condition of the Working Class in England in 1844. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Condition of the Working Class in England in 1844 by Friedrich Engels. Chapter Four: Irish Immigration. We have already referred several times in passing to the Irish who have immigrated into England and we shall now have to investigate more closely the causes and results of this immigration. The rapid extension of English industry could not have taken place if England had not possessed in the numerous and impoverished population of Ireland a reserve at command. The Irish had nothing to lose at home, and much to gain in England, and from the time when it became known in Ireland that the east side of St. George's Channel offered steady work and good pay for strong arms, every year has brought armies of the irish hither it has been calculated that more than a million have already immigrated and not far from fifty thousand still come every year nearly all of whom enter the industrial districts especially the great cities and there form the lowest class of the population thus there are in london one hundred and twenty thousand in manchester forty thousand in liverpool thirty four thousand bristol twenty four thousand Glasgow, 40,000, Edinburgh, 29,000 poor Irish people. These people, having grown up almost without civilization, accustomed from youth to every sort of privation, rough, intemperate, and improvident, bring all their brutal habits with them among a class of the English population which has, in truth, little inducement to cultivate education and morality. Let us hear Thomas Carlyle upon this subject. Quote, the wild Milesian features, looking false ingenuity, restlessness, unreason, misery, and mockery, salute you on all highways and byways. The English coachman, as he whirls past, lashes the Milesian with his whip, curses him with his tongue. The Milesian is holding out his hat to beg. He is the sorest evil this country has to strive with. In his rags and laughing savagery, he is there to undertake all work that can be done by mere strength of hand and back for wages that will purchase him potatoes. He needs only salt for condiment, he lodges to his mind in any pig-hutch or dog-hutch, roosts in outhouses, and wears a suit of tatters, the getting on and off of which is said to be a difficult operation, transacted only in festivals and the high tides of the calendar. The Saxon man, if he cannot work on these terms, finds no work. The uncivilized Irishman, not by his strength, but by the opposite of strength, drives the Saxon native out, takes possession in his room. There abides he, in his squalor and unreason, in his falsity and drunken violence, as the ready-made nucleus of degradation and disorder. Whoever struggles, swimming with difficulty, may now find an example how the human being can exist not swimming, but sunk that the condition of the lower multitude of english labourers approximates more and more to that of the irish competing with them in all the markets that whatsoever labour to which mere strength with little skill will suffice is to be done will be done not at the english price but at an approximation to the irish price at a price superior as yet to the irish that is superior to scarcity of potatoes for thirty weeks yearly superior yet hourly with the arrival of every new steamboat sinking nearer to an equality with that." If we accept his exaggerated and one-sided condemnation of the Irish national character, Carlyle is perfectly right. 
these irishmen who migrate for fourpence to england on the deck of a steamship on which they are often packed like cattle insinuate themselves everywhere the worst dwellings are good enough for them their clothing causes them little trouble so long as it holds together by a single thread shoes they know not their food consists of potatoes and potatoes only whatever they earn beyond these needs they spend upon drink what does such a race want with high wages the worst quarters of all the large towns are inhabited by irishmen whenever a district is distinguished for especial filth and especial ruinousness the explorer may safely count upon meeting chiefly those celtic faces which one recognizes at the first glance as different from the saxon physiognomy of the native and the singing aspirate brogue which the true irishman never loses i have occasionally heard the irish celtic language spoken in the most thickly populated parts of manchester the majority of the families who live in cellars are almost everywhere of irish origin in short the irish have as dr Kay says discovered the minimum of the necessities of life and are now making the english workers acquainted with it filth and drunkenness too they have brought with them the lack of cleanliness which is not so injurious in the country where the population is scattered and which is the irishman's second nature becomes terrifying and gravely dangerous through its concentration here in the great cities the milesian deposits all garbage and filth before his house door here as he was accustomed to do at home and so accumulates the pools and dirt heaps which disfigure the working people's quarters and poison the air he builds a pigsty against the house wall as he did at home and if he is prevented from doing this he lets the pig sleep in the room with himself this new and unnatural method of cattle raising in cities is wholly of irish origin the irishman loves his pig as the arab his horse with the difference that he sells it when it is fat enough to kill otherwise he eats and sleeps with it his children play with it ride upon it roll in the dirt with it as any one may see a thousand times repeated in all the great towns of england the filth and comfortlessness that prevail in the houses themselves it is impossible to describe the irishman is unaccustomed to the presence of furniture a heap of straw a few rags utterly beyond use as clothing suffice for his nightly couch a piece of wood a broken chair an old chest for a table more he needs not a tea-kettle a few pots and dishes equip his kitchen which is also his sleeping and living-room when he is in want of fuel everything combustible within his reach chairs door-posts mouldings flooring finds its way up the chimney moreover why should he need much room at home in his mud-cabin there was only one room for all domestic purposes more than one room his family does not need in england so the custom of crowding many persons into a single room now so universal has been chiefly implanted by the irish immigration and since the poor devil must have one enjoyment and society has shut him out of all others he betakes himself to the drinking of spirits drink is the only thing which makes the irishman's life worth having drink and his cheery care-free temperament so he revels in drink to the point of the most bestial drunkenness the southern facile nature of the irishman his crudity which places him but little above the savage his contempt for all humane enjoyments in which his very crudeness makes him incapable of sharing his filth and poverty all favour drunkenness the temptation is great he cannot resist it and so when he has money he gets rid of it down his throat what else should he do 
how can society blame him when it places him in a position in which he almost of necessity becomes a drunkard when it leaves him to himself to his savagery with such a competitor the english workingman has to struggle with a competitor upon the lowest plane possible in a civilized country who for this very reason requires less wages than any other nothing else is therefore possible than that as carlyle says the wages of english workingmen should be forced down further and further in every branch in which the irish compete with him and these branches are many all such as demand little or no skill are open to the irish for work which requires long training or regular pertinacious application the dissolute unsteady drunken irishman is on too low a plane to become a mechanic a mill-hand he would have to adopt the english civilization the english customs become in the main an englishman but for all simple less exact work wherever it is a question more of strength than skill the irishman is as good as the englishman such occupations are therefore especially overcrowded with irishmen hand-weavers bricklayers porters jobbers and such workers count hordes of irishmen among their numbers and the pressure of this race has done much to depress wages and lower the working class and even if the irish who have forced their way into other occupations should become more civilized enough of the old habits would cling to them to have a strong degrading influence upon their english companions in toil especially in view of the general effect of being surrounded by the irish for when in almost every great city a fifth or one quarter of the workers are irish or children of irish parents who have grown up among irish filth no one can wonder if the life habits intelligence moral status in short the whole character of the working class assimilates a great part of the irish characteristics on the contrary it is easy to understand how the degrading position of the english workers engendered by our modern history and its immediate consequences has been still more degraded by the presence of irish competition End of chapter 4